have risen from the ashes to school the masses. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Scholars of Wrestling Show, episode 388. I'm your man behind the microphone, Scholar Jeff. Joining us this week is the OG Undisputed Scholar himself, Scholar Tarek. Scholar Tarek, how is your evening going, sir? My evening is very tiring. My entire week has been very tiring. This... The wrestling world in general right now is very tired of the constant news that has been going on from injuries to hush monies. So it's been just a wild and crazy 2022. Goddamn. Speaking of wild and crazy hush puppies, joining us this week, the (laughs) other undisputed scholar. We've got Scholar Brian in the house. Scholar Brian, how's your evening going? It's, you know, it's just hard to think about. It's, the evening's going fine. And the week was going fine. Up until about 10 hours ago when the Wall Street Journal decided, hey, let's drop another bomb. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes and before we get to that all happy we are also joined this evening by the new scholars in the bank beefcase holder as of the last sunday you know him you love him he sells smells like sunshine and lemonade because of that beautiful beautiful beefcase the one and only scholar charlie scholar charlie how's everything going Everything is going swell. I'm enjoying my second run as Mr. Beefcase. Uh, yeah, all is well. <laughs> I'm gonna call you. Realize I'm gonna call you Mr. Beefcase for the rest of this show, right? That's perfectly- yeah. Yeah, you, you, that that's your name now. Mr. You're Beef- you're not. You're not Scholar Charlie anymore. You're Mr. Beefcase. <laughs> it's not just a name. It's a way of life. <laughs> but yes, there's been a lot of or a lot of news and happenings in the wrestling world. And you know who we are. So we got to take care of business the right way with a little segment we like to call Backstage News. Indeed. You all do know who we are because we're just going in pet. Peeking behind that curtain as we do every week, checking in on a little backstage news. 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 Vince McMahon. Meh. Vince McMahon nude photos. Meh. 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 It's a little bit more than meh. Meh. But yes. Why'd you do that? that? I don't want to vomit on camera. What are we doing? <laughs> Come on, you don't, yes. you don't need to see those grapefruits of Vince McMahon? Never did. The grapefruits of the genetic jackhammer that is Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, yes, Apparently, for the uninitiated. It's not just a character. For the uninitiated, as if that lovely description wasn't complete enough, the Wall Street Journal this week, today actually, just lets loose a story that apparently Vince McMahon owes even more hush money, $12 million, in fact, to four other women above and beyond what was listed earlier. 
This was in a bit of further detail. There was some information that uh, apparently this woman was paid seven mil- One woman in particular was paid hush money of $7 million because she was an active wrestler. And when she refused to keep on going with the shenanigans backstage, she was said to have been quote unquote demoted, whatever that may be. There have been other reports that apparently further talks with backstage officials have picked up and continued. And one person was even observed to have said to investors, WWE hinges on quote, Vince's standing as a leader, whatever that means. And Denise Salcedo of Fightful Select has also made mention that the proposed Vince McMahon documentary for Netflix that was supposedly in post-production at this point just got pulled from their channel listing on Netflix and is presumably not going to be aired anymore. So all of that was just today. As of this recording, Friday the 8th. So I'm pitching it over to you, Uh. gentlemen. What the hell do you make of all this? Mr. Beefcase, you go first. <laughs> Be fair. Mr. Beefcase. Vince is screwed. Vince is definitely screwed, no matter how you look at it. Uh, $12 million in hush money. May not be a lot for him, but it's still a lot. Uh... The Netflix documentary, I think we were all looking forward to watching. That's not going to be found now. Were we I'm, all looking? Were we looking forward to that? Were we? Okay. Was, Some of us were looking forward to it. <laughs> I was more morbidly curious than anything else. But yeah. if it was, as long as it's not on Peacock or the WWE Network, I had some hope that wasn't just going to be a propaganda piece. But now, like, I don't know. The self destruction of Vince McMahon DVD coming soon. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> yeah, I was, was like, going to say you probably yeah. get, they probably just get Vice just gave Vice TV a whole other season of Dark Side of the Ring. Oh my God, yes. They're like, oh yeah. hey, we don't just, know what we're doing for the next season of Dark Side of the Ring. We're running out of stories, and now this happens. I'm like, okay, get the reproduction, buddy. That just gets you like ten episodes right there. Because here's the deal. Okay, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of shit that went into this. Talking about these seven and a half million, all of this has already been paid out. Okay, it's not owed. It it was already paid out so that they'd keep quiet. That that was the whole point. These seven and a half million, if you really look back and put the pieces together okay i'm not gonna say who okay because i'm not that kind of dick (laughs) but it's like you can you if if you think back you you can tell who this person is that that he paid seven and a half million dollars to keep her quiet because he coerced her into situations 
and then not only demoted her when she wouldn't do it anymore, released her from her contract when she wouldn't do it anymore. So it's like that, that in and of itself, if it stayed there, okay, not great. <laughs> Not great, and probably should get you fired immediately from any position you hold just on that alone. But then you add on everything else. You you add on everything else that's been said before this, and the other three that came out with this report, and and it's like the issue is. All right. All of the board of directors that could potentially kick him out of what he's doing right now were hired by him. Okay, the only way he loses his position is if Fox or USA or Peacock itself if they if they're like we're not going to honor our contracts anymore if you if you uh if you keep this dude on that's the only way he loses his job because the board of directors are Vince McMahon's yes men they were hired by him okay and it's not so- even just it's not even just the networks it's also just the sponsors once the sponsors are just going yeah, but the, we're not going to associate with this, especially since WWE is a public owned yeah, company. Yeah, the sponsors go through the networks, though. So it's it's one of those the WWE this man could be like, I don't give a shit about a few of these sponsors, but if they start going to the networks and it's like Fox, five, what was it, five billion dollars, whatever. If Fox puts pressure on that dude then it, then he's out okay a couple losing a couple sponsors whatever okay it's when you start losing the tv deals that mm-hmm. that's when Vince McMahon will be like oh shit i really fucked up <laughs> that's it that's it so it's like the only way you see any consequences for this at all is if Fox or USA step up and be like, nah. <laughs> now the question then would becomes, do you think that's actually going to come to pass? Because I know I, I put a prediction out there that someone was going to get fired. And so far there's been no announcement of any sort of releases or response yeah, to this in any way. There's not going to be any. There's not going to be any response. It's like, have you heard from John Laurinaitis recently? Not Anything yet. about that, dude? That no, it's not like you're not. You're not going to hear about people getting fired unless it's Vince McMahon. But you haven't seen or heard anything from John Laurinaitis recently, have you? So are you suggesting that John Laurinaitis is currently John no longer with the company already, right now? John Laurinaitis is already gone. They just haven't they just haven't said it yet. The same way that Sasha Banks and Naomi are already gone. But you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> so it's it's 
just one of those things right now. They're they're in flux and they need a fall guy. But it's like they're not they're not gonna name the fall guy at this point because everybody knows who the fall guy should be. Okay. And because that guy's not gonna be and 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 because that guy isn't gonna be taken to fall, you're not gonna hear anything about John Laurinaitis. Because the guy who should be taken to fall is Vince McMahon. But he but he's not gonna take the fall because he's got a bunch of yes men as his board of directors, and the only way they're gonna get rid of him is if the net is if the networks push in on it. And we'll see how that goes. It's only been what twelve hours? More or less. Not not enough for anything major to happen just yet. Yes, so it's gonna it's gonna take a bit of time, but the only way anything gets done consequences wise for Vince McMahon, it needs to be through Fox or USA, mostly f- through Fox. With the, yeah, with that being the bigger network, yeah. So, with all that being said, with this latest phase in this whole Vince McMahon drama, well, the question then becomes: Is anything we all? Brian, we already heard from you of is anything actually going to happen? Will the board of directors, will any of the networks, will they respond in kind in some way? Will they actually, will, is something actually going to happen here? Uh, I, I'd say yes. It's not, I think it's now, honestly, I feel like Vince was screwed from the, from the first allegations. This one is just basically adding more, is just sealing the deal even more. It's those final nails in the coffin. I person, I personally feel like, especially uh, like like network sponsors, they're not going to want to associate. It will be bad for their image, and it will be co- and it would be costing the WWE uh, money. I, the best thing to do is just to get him out. Period. Out of everything, business, creative, all of it. In order to really save the image of WWE, it has he has to go. And it's it's still it's still a question on like what of like how much WWE is gonna be affected by this, whether he leaves or not, which I still personally think he's. I think he's going to go, uh, because it's still just the fact of just what the how of what the higher ups knew before the uh, allegations started happening, uh, and what pretty much they did nothing about it until it's it was brought out to the public with uh, the Wall Street Journal. So yeah, it's is something going to happen. I both want it to happen and I do think it is going to happen like for for a company like WWE if it was if if it was years ago when they were still a private company Vince could have gotten away with this but now because of where WWE is at and uh, and literally everything that they have it pretty much rides on keeping him or not and if they keep him 
it's going to be a serious blow to them business-wise. And Charlie, back to you once again. I'm sorry, Mr. Beefcase. Is anything actually going to happen with Vince McMahon? Is is he going to finally get the boot, or is he going to be able to endure this one too? Tarek hit the nail on the head. I think something is definitely going to come with this. All right. So with that all being said, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on this case as it develops, and we'll be making, dropping comments on it all the way through. But... Of course, coming off hot off the heels of last week and Charlie's beefcase win, we've got to talk about the pay-per-view that was and how we all got here. Money in the Bank 2022, uh, we experimented with some new things. There were some surprisingly good matches on this card. I was satisfied by it. And uh, the Money in the Bank matches themselves were really good. I thought, especially kicking things off with the women's money in the bank match, and we got a Liv Morgan win. Uh, and of course, that double pick from you, Charlie, or Mr. M- Mr. Beefcase, that uh, ended up working out well for you in the in the long run. It but I've got to ask. Luck I've got to ask draw what there. you think. I've got to ask, Beefcase wins aside, Charlie, what did you think of the match proper? I thought it did what it had to do to get Liv Morgan uh, on top. Yeah. I knew someone was going to say something or mutter a thing or two or three. Uh, Tark, I mean, since you on, since you Morgan on top, I mean, come on. sorry. <laughs> Need I remind you I all that Lacey Evans was in the match and she didn't win? Yeah. Died for you, not for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I said it last week. I, If Liv Morgan won, I would be extremely happy. And I went on a whole thing just saying how much she's improved in the ring and how much she's just so naturally like a good person to get behind. And I'm not just saying that because she's a Jersey girl. Uh, but it, it was definitely, in my opinion, she should have won it last year over Nikki Ash, ASH, whatever the hell she, because hell, where is she exactly? Uh, I will give the criticism of the match itself. It, it was a sloppy match, but it's nothing on them. It's just the dangers of a ladder match. It, the latter is not going to cooperate with, uh, with what you wanted to do, especially in the case of Shotzi. It's su- and it's such a shame no. that it was de- it was definitely not her night. But again, it's just also just the fact of ladder ladder is going to do what ladder wants to do. It's not going to want to cooperate with what you wanted to do. Uh, but. All that aside, it, it, the right choice was Liv Morgan. I'm, I'm very happy to see Becky Lynch uh, look like she was on the the cusp of grabbing it and then losing, and then losing her shit again. I said yeah. it last week. I want more of uh, Becky Lynch going cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> I, I got to admit that part did really get to me. 
I've been really waiting for Becky to do something fresh and different and new. And this is it. And I am honestly digging this royally. Uh, Again, I am not disappointed that in all seriousness for a, a Liv Morgan victory here. Liv Morgan is on a short list of ladies who absolutely deserve that title. She's been busting her hump. She's been doing good work. And she absolutely deserves this one. Uh, I, looking around at everybody, I don't think I can think of anyone who will really disagree with that sentiment. Charlie, not the least of which you. Nope. I will say, I, I hope she gets a lengthy title reign. I hope it's not yeah. just a, I just hope it's not a transitional thing. Uh, I There was the whole rumors going on of uh, Rhonda wanting to have her, uh, Liv Morgan cash in on her because she just thinks very highly of her, which is, I hope it's true because that's just a very sweet sentiment. Because again, Liv Morgan is just so, so likable. Well, well I mean, think, think about it. Who gets cashed in on and then hugs the person that just cashed in on them in the middle of the ring? That, that that's the huge, that, that's what I take from this. Here, here's take for someone who just lost the title. Ronda was just going, "Well, I don't care about losing the championship." Exactly. It it's one of the it, it Here's here's first of all, Shotzi. All right, not ideal. Not not the ideal way you wanted to show up in that match but everything that went on on twitter afterwards and all that just like uh oh she should have she should be fired because she had a bad night fuck once again iwc do it yourself if you think i iwc twitter fuck yourselves (laughs) basically that, that that's that's basically the sentiment that you have to have always with with these people who could never do it themselves but feel like but feel like they have the right to talk shit because someone has a bad night whatever it happens to us all <laughs> yeah so, and it was very clearly uh an accident it wasn't just yeah general just clumsiness it wasn't anything like that yeah, and it it's like if 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 the people who were in the match with you when it happens didn't give you shit about it, then fuck the people online who do. That's it. Exactly. That, but once again, it's it the only as as much. Jeff, I'm sorry, but the only correct choice here was Liv Morgan. The only correct one. Okay, I could I could have seen Becky Lynch. I could have seen it, but I I think what happened afterwards is better for Becky Lynch at this point because just keep just keep 
just keep her going down the crazy train. Just keep it going. Just just let her roll. Okay. And the only way you do that and and to keep the up and coming, okay. The best possible scenario happened here. And and it it's one of those I'm I'm never a fan of getting the briefcase and then cashing in the briefcase on the same night. I've never been a fan of that whatsoever. But Liv Morgan got made in one night. Yep. And especially after I took one look as soon as Liv Morgan's music hit immediately after Ronda's match. She's backed up against the ropes. Liv's music hits. And all of a sudden, she just has that look of shit. Like, she knows that she's in trouble. Doesn't matter who it is, but it especially live in that moment. Even though, yeah, she's Ronda freaking Rousey, that reaction alone really solidified it for that. That reaction alone solidified live as a threat. And she cashed it in, as many others have done before her. And it was a genuinely good moment. It was the right moment at the right time for the right lady. It worked. And and sometimes that's all that matters. As as long as it works, and and that was the loudest the crowd was all night. Yeah, it was a very pro Liv Morgan crowd, and very and there was and and there was at the beginning of the show. So. It it's just that's that's all I need to know. That's the one thing out of everything that hit the entire night, and that's all I need to know. <laughs> Switching gears one moment to the men's money in the bank, I think it's a safe bet to say that this one did not land nearly as well as the as the women's money in the bank did. Starting from the very beginning, all of our predictions went completely out the door. When oh yeah, man number eight in the money in the bank theory. You're like, oh boy. And then it goes on to win the thing, really, that, as, really. As soon as they as soon as they announced him, I I was like, Yep, all right. <laughs> we do we know what's going on here. That a town down, more like a town don't. That this is the this is Uh, what I hate about this is what I hate about WWE. It's it's like even when it's not predictable, it is. So it's like you have seven you have seven people. You have someone come out announce the eighth person. Immediately when that eighth person is introduced, you're like, okay, this dude's winning. That's it. It's done. Okay. Anything else that's going on in the match? Okay. Doesn't matter. The eighth dude who was introduced is winning because they wouldn't be introduced at all if they weren't winning. Uh, yeah, if the why would, first... theory, why would theory be out here if he wasn't gonna win? <laughs> no. We could we honestly should have saw it coming the second he actually lost the United States Championship. 
but we did not. And the entire match was ruined because of it. Yeah, there there were some good spots and all that. Yada yada. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm like the match the match itself was fun. But it was that's just it. It's just fine. Yeah, when you already know the when you already know the winner, as soon as the as soon as the name of the random entrant is is announced, it's it's just like okay. So all these other guys who got to bust themselves up for no reason because we already have our winner. <laughs> I will say this: at least they introduced them in the beginning of a match instead of just showing up at the end and just taking. Yeah. It. yeah. It wasn't a bork bork. We'll give it. it we'll give him that one. <laughs> no. Yes, this is. I think in one show, I don't think we've seen quite as much range as everything WWE can do right and everything that WWE can do wrong all in one night. But now let's just pitch it over to everyone else. What? if anything, would be your final beard ratings for Money in the Bank 2022. Uh, Mr. Beefcase, what do you say kick us off? Final beard rating scores for Money in the Bank. I told the story and got lived completely over. It continued the story of uh, Theory being handed everything and being the next star. Uh, it had the Street Profits have a hell of a match, although they didn't break up like I wanted them to. Um, Give it time. Yeah. Especially because they're confirmed for a rematch at SummerSlam. Yeah. That would be the time to do it. <laughs> I'd give it a full beard, not a goat face. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, Brian, what do you say? Drop drop something on us. What was your final beard rating for Money in the Bank? I'm gonna go a low full beard because you because I'm very happy with the Liv Morgan win and every and all the circumstances that went around it. Uh. The Usos versus the Street Profits was one of the best tag team matches I've seen for the year. I'm not going to say it's the best one because not even close, but it's up there. So, and it's like the wrestling was good for the most part. I'm like, there's nothing I absolutely hated. And and the only thing I have wrong with the main event is that you knew who was winning from the start because of how they announced it. The, the thing I can say about WWE pay-per-views this year is that the wrestling has always been top-notch. It's been good. I've I've never had an issue with the actual matches and the wrestling on the pay-per-view this, this year. It, it's just the way they go about it. And, and so I'm, I'm perfectly able to watch every pay-per-view that they put on 
there, there's just it's just the winners that sometimes I don't like, such as such as Theory winning a Money in the Bank ladder match that he wasn't in five minutes before the match. I don't like that, but the match itself was good. The match itself was fine. So I have no issue giving this a low full beard. I got to say, though, I got to interject here. I do have to go in a very different direction here. Yes, Usos and Street Profits was a tremendous, tremendous match. Easily match of the night. But when it comes to big attraction matches like Money in the Bank, if the execution isn't there or is lacking in any way, I feel like it really shows up a lot. And for me, it, for everything good about this show, I feel like that's the show ended not with a bang, but with a whimper. And for that reason, I cannot give this a four out of five full beard. I'm going to give it a classic goatee, three out of five, but a high one. Instead of a low full beard, I'm going to go high, high, th- high to mid threes, like. Maybe minimum 3.5, maybe a 3.6 or a 0.7. High classic goatee, but classic goatee all the same. Uh, Fool, which way are you going with this one? First thing I want to point out the positives is just the Liv Morgan storyline that just happened throughout throughout the show. And then the Street Profits versus the Usos. Predictable, but it was still a very good match. And that's really all I got to say about the positives. But Liv Morgan getting the uh, contract, getting the briefcase and cashing in, that alone is a full beard. A very high full beard. But when it comes to the rest of the show, you got two mediocre women's matches. Mediocre? Mediocre. Um, And... Uh, sl- uh, sloppy again. Not on there. Not by the fault of the wrestlers involved. A sloppy uh women's money in the bank and an okay, an okay men's money in the bank. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna side with Jeff on this one. I'm gonna give it a uh classic goatee three out of five. Hmm. I probably won't go as high as Jeff. I won't give it. I just think it's just a straightforward classic goatee hmm. very interesting it seems like we kind of split the room a little bit hey when it comes to mixing things up i do enjoy a little bit of a dissension here but yeah not a bad show all things considered but now is the time on the show where we turn it over to our you our fellow fans let us know what you think about money in the bank so drop us a line all across the internet If you're joining us on YouTube, obviously you can leave a a YouTube comment. If you're joining us on our podcast edition on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you don't have a comment section, hey, drop us a line on our own social media. Facebook, Instagram, wherever the scholars are. We hope you are too. So if you'd like to join in the conversation yourself, usually the best way is to check us out on our personal Twitter accounts. Fool, where can I reach you? You can reach me at the Avataric. Scholar Brian, where can I reach you? 
You can reach me at Atomic Bean Pole. And Mr. Beefcase, where can he reach you? You can find me lurking in the shadows, holding on to my beefcase, waiting till the opportune moment to cash in at the Charlene. You should and change you, can... you should change that to Mr. Beefcase. <laughs> I wonder if that's a, and you can catch me wondering if that hash if that screen name is already taken at I'm Robbie Rage. Join in the fun. Not the way we spell it. <laughs> hey, maybe that'll make it available. We'll have to check later. But in the meantime, it'll probably take us about a week to do that. Because you know who we are. We are the scholars of wrestling, and you have just been schooled. You're welcome. You're welcome. See you all next week for more shenanigans and hopefully a little less drama. <laughs>